Welcome to Spark, a health and wellness podcast where we teach high achieving superwomen how to put their health and happiness back on the top of the to-do list. I'm Angela Wagner, a yoga studio owner, life and wellness coach, and mama of two. And with me is my soul sister, Nicole Esquino. Hey there, I'm Nicole. I am a mama, a wife, and a new real estate agent. This week, we're going to be talking about the holidays and how to approach them with more joy and less stress. I love that because, you know, holidays are supposed to be joyful. Isn't that like the whole point? That is the whole point, but it is very easy to slip into the stressful zone when they come. (laughs) Yes, I know. It is true. So we, we thought we'd dedicate a whole episode to ideas. What we did was we interviewed our audience and asked three questions. So one is, are there any traditions or sort of normal must-dos that you have ditched? I love that one. The second is, how do you specifically prepare for the holidays so that you aren't stressed and you can enjoy them? And then the third is, what is your favorite holiday ritual or tradition? So just to give you some ideas, I always think it's so much fun to talk about what other people do and how they think of things. For me, as a rule follower, as an upholder, I am always about, you must do these things because that's the way they've always been done. And so over the last five years, especially with kids, I've really kind of shifted that and it's been challenging for me. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, totally agree. And I loved the number three question because I felt like it gave me lots of new ideas to try. And there were so many ideas that I've never even heard of. So I was like, that's cool. Taking that one, taking that one. (laughs) Taking that one. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know. And, and, And that's the idea of this is that we create the holidays that we want. And obviously we have, it's give and take because we have family and other people involved. And you'll see in some of these examples how some people want some things and others, but it's good to get a perspective versus just checking the boxes and then quote, getting through it, you know? Totally. And picking the things that not only like serve you and your family, but things that you actually enjoy. Like that's what this is supposed to be about this whole time frame. So I think it's beautiful to like look at a tradition that you're always doing and be like, eh, kind of over that one. And you can totally change it and try a new one. And I think that's beautiful. And you can keep doing that. So five years from now, if you don't like that tradition anymore, you can try something new and let that one go. I think it's beautiful just to have that like that permission. I don't know. For some reason, as an upholder, I think I need that permission to say, you can totally stop doing that now, Nicole. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. The the holidays are a funny thing. So let's just get into it. So the first question, the way that we worded it was, are there any traditions or normal must do's quotes (laughs) that you have let go of and are (laughs) happy that you did and tell us why? So I love this one from Amy. (laughs) She's so funny. She said, I'd sure like to let go of the elf. My youngest is 13 and loves the tradition so much that when we tried to stop it last year, she wrote us a long note about how important it was. And I personally hate it and always. (laughs) (laughs) How do I balance this love-hate relationship with the tradition I started? Which I love that she asked us a question. I'm like, oh boy, now we have to answer it. Oh, Um, yeah. So it's funny because my husband got super pumped about the elf on the shelf when we started when, you know, Luke got old enough to kind of understand it. And now like the kids don't even care. I mean, they're only three and five. They're little, they should care, but John Mm -hmm. is more excited about it. So it's just (laughs) funny to see 
how people are different, you know? <laughs> it's totally, I think it's all about how you approach it too. If you take it too seriously, it, it can be overwhelming. But that's what's funny is even the next one, my Aunt Jana was like, Elf on the Shelf had to ditch it. She said it got too complicated. So I think it's all about the amount of pressure you put on yourself. So if you hate it, maybe just reobserving the boundaries and setting some new rules for it or something instead of like it has to be a certain way. It does not have to be Pinterest worthy. It's actually not even how that whole story started. Like it had nothing to do with like how it took off. So it's just interesting to see how it's evolved through the internet. Yes. Well, Pinterest, I swear, is a good idea in theory. And I think it makes so many people feel totally less than because you see all these beautiful things are like, I can't do those things or I try to do those things and they don't look like that. Have you, have you seen that? I haven't seen it lately, but have you seen that website Pinterest fail? Yes, totally. And I think that is super common. I think that's how most people approach, approach Pinterest activities. And so I have to stay away from that most of the time because it just, it'll stress me out <laughs> because I want to be like exactly what the picture looks like. <laughs> I know. I'm going to post it in the show notes if it's still a, a website. Cause I think it's pinterestfail.com. I think so too. And it will make you feel so great because it's like people show what the Pinterest, like the Pinterest cake is, it looks like, and then their version. And I'm like, oh, it's like reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what really is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Okay. Why don't you read the next one? All right. This is from Lindsay. It says, I'm not great at picking out perfect gifts for people and it totally stresses me out except the kids who are super easy. I only get Christmas gifts for family and only for those family members that I'll be in the room with on Christmas or on the designated day we're celebrating. Although I do make an exception for my mother-in-law if we're not seeing her around Christmas that year. And I love this one. That is spot on exactly how we do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. So we have completely shifted. Last year, we decided we weren't going to do any gifts except for the kids, which was huge shift. So like my family definitely shows love through giving gifts and we were just financially really needing to buckle down. And so I was like, there's so, A, there's just so much stress around buying the gifts and getting the perfect gift and all the time and energy. And I mean, the reality is like, everyone in our family has everything they need. I mean, sure mm-hmm. they have things they want, but like our parents, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, it just seemed really silly. So, so we just asked them, we were like, Hey, would you mind? And like his sister and my brother-in-law had just bought a house and my brother and sister-in-law were like, Oh my gosh, totally. Like they were all excited. So everyone just got to focus on the kids. They got the kids gifts and we didn't just, the amount of tension and stress and finances that we say was tremendous. So we're going to do that again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that's what it's all supposed to be about. You actually had fun. You know, shopping for kids is so much more fun than it is for shopping for adults, I think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, what I try to do, like my mom, or I shouldn't say try, I guess this goes into our other question, but like my mom and I started a tradition where we do a mother daughter Christmas lunch. Mm-hmm. And so we go somewhere fancy and like, I would much rather spend three hours with her going to a fancy lunch, getting dressed up, seeing the Christmas stuff, than getting whatever, you know, like I just, I like quality time. So. No, I totally I mean, agree. And that's like, um, giving experiences. We're going to talk about that. I think in a minute, that is like my new favorite thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one, especially for kids. Okay, so I used to decorate the loft stairs with porcelain dolls of the girls collected 
over the years. It's a lot of trouble and dogs and kids kick them down. So she let that go. I love that. And I'm sure that was probably a hard one for her to let go of, I'm assuming, because it was, you know, has a lot of history. That's the thing with some of these things where I remember having like boxes of Christmas stuff because that's that's what my mom does, right? I love it. I love like right now we're in Halloween mode and we go to Nana and Papa's and oh my gosh, Nicole, you'd probably have a heart attack, but <laughs> But I love it. I'd love it. I love decorations. I just, it's hard for me to have them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you might love it, but then you might, you might Mm. need to take a deep breath when you leave. Exactly. But but it's super fun. But I realized that for me, it just, I get overwhelmed. It's just too much clutter. And so I had to give myself permission. Like, oh, you can have just like three boxes of Christmas decorations and not have all of the things. And so letting go of the little things I had made that my mom had saved or stuff she had sewed or whatever it was that I felt like mm-hmm. I had to keep. I just kind of said, I don't need to. It's okay. Exactly. And when I talked to my aunt Jana about this one, she was like, I've switched it out now. She's a retired teacher, an elementary school teacher. So she switched out all these fancy porcelain dolls and now it's children's Christmas books. And she lines them up her stairs and like each stair gets a book. And she said, it's just so much more magical than the dolls. Like the kids are so excited to see the books and she's excited to get the books out. I was like, ah, see, that's more meaningful than just, you know, a fancy doll that no one can actually really play with. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's not about any of these things being good or bad. It's just, Mm -hmm. do they excite you? Right. Because some traditions might be a lot of work, but you like are so pumped because you love them. And so it's like, great, keep doing that. Okay, Jess P says eggnog. Yuck. We try it every couple of years just to remind ourselves it's not for us. I love this one. This is fantastic. That's like one of those things. Eggnog is like you're supposed to have it at the holidays. You're supposed to like it. But if you don't, then why? Don't even bother with it. This is not something to force. (laughs) No. We actually, this reminds me of we as an Italian family we don't have like traditional dishes. Some of them we do, but most of the time, like our main dish is actually an Italian dish. And so it's funny because if we have friends over for whether it be Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve, they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. There's lasagna and stuffed shells and, you know. (laughs) Which is so cool. Yeah. Trade it out. Why not try something new? We did a, we went to Mexico City a couple of years ago and we took like the whole Thanksgiving turkey with us and they wanted to have like the United States version of a Thanksgiving and then then they brought out like a whole bunch of things from their culture and we were super excited about that like they brought out some of the best tacos I've ever eaten and I was like this is great to have at Thanksgiving because I mean it just is it's something different you know we've been doing the same thing forever so I I like the change Oh my gosh. Yes. I love to have tacos on Thanksgiving. Right? Doesn't that just sound fun? (laughs) I mean, tacos are fun any time of the year, but. Right. Who says no to tacos? But especially at Thanksgiving when everyone's busting out the turkey and I'm not a big turkey fan anyway. And so you bring out some tacos. I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) I know. I'm the same way. I mean, I'll eat turkey, but I would not choose that as a main meal and a big dish. And really most of the Thanksgiving meal, I'm not that keen on. So I'm like, yeah. why do we do this? But yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one. Oh, this one's a little off topic, but this is my friend, Kristen. She said, the only holiday I don't enjoy is New Year's. 
And I thought that was awesome. I'm usually not with family and have always romanticized the holidays. So it always falls short. And I thought that is an excellent example. Like we're not just talking about, you know, Christmas here. This is any holiday. We kind of have our expectations of what a holiday is going to be like, or it's supposed to be like, and then it always falls short because we romanticize it to be a certain way. And I think it's just really, it's very real to hear that other people do that too. And to just let that expectation go, like just enjoy the holiday, do what you want to do and don't do what you don't want to do. Yeah. I used to do the high pressured New Year's thing when I was younger and I'd go Mm -hmm. to the like crazy expensive places and yeah, we don't do that anymore either. So we let go of that one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like that. So you, you let something go a while ago. Tell us yes, about it. Yes, a long time ago. When Caleb was little, we were hardcore making Christmas cards and doing the cute little calendar and making the little magnets. And we did all the things to personalize for the whole family. And we'd give them to like all the grandparents. And they loved them. They did. But I kid you not, it took forever. I don't even know how to go through all of these pictures and make these silly calendars and these Christmas cards. So I finally was just like, done. I cannot do it anymore. So we no longer do calendars or Christmas cards or magnets. And I know that sounds kind of sad, but we turned it into something even cooler. My sister started, she likes making the calendar. She enjoys it. She finds joy going through 10 million pictures and picking them out. And so what we did is we just started sharing an album and she just goes through and she picks all these pictures out, you know, of Fiona and of Caleb and of us and of her kids. And we make a family calendar. So it's literally all of our family. Like my mom and my dad are in there. My grandmother's in there, you know, me and Vic and Fiona are in there. Even the puppies are all in there. And that's what we give to all of the family members. And then I do still make the little magnets because the magnets are really easy. And it's just a cute little magnet with, it says like Fiona, two years old on it. So we just kind of took it and we made it something I don't know. I enjoy doing it now. Now I'm not stressed out about, I have to start making this calendar right now in order to have it ready by Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I didn't do Christmas cards last year and I felt so weird. Like I love Christmas cards and I was like, but again, like we were just cutting back and trying to simplify. And as John says, hit the easy button. And I used to love doing the picture thing, like your sister, like I was that person. I did the calendars. I did And something has just shifted. I think, I don't know if it's just my age or being really busy with the kids or just being, I don't know what it is. And I guess it doesn't really matter, but that's another thing to honor is like in different seasons of your life, things that you once enjoyed, you may not and vice versa. And it's important to honor that. So I don't think we're doing cards again, but I'm like, oh, but you know, we're not doing cards again this year. And I, I feel a little guilty, but I'm pretty sure next year we will. Like, I I think I'm going to pick it back up when I have more bandwidth. Yeah, totally. And I also think like in the this day and age of Facebook and Instagram, like your inner circle who you're going to send Christmas cards to anyway, are already getting that update from you. So like I, that makes me feel better about it on some level too, but I no longer feel obligated to do it. But if you enjoy it and you have time for it, then yeah, why not? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I just went to my 20th college reunion and it was so awesome. Oh my gosh. I had literally the best time, better than I ever could imagine. It was so much fun. But it was funny because people were like, oh yeah, I took, like, we all kind of knew what was going on with each other on a little bit of a level, like where we've seen pictures. 
And it's like, in a way, it was nice because we could kind of get past that and go a little deeper. But it's so different. It's the same thing. It's like everyone knows a little bit about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like they know you have two kids, which is not something that in the past anybody would have known about you. So that is one thing I do enjoy about social media, that kind of connection. On so many other level, levels, social media stresses me out. But that, I like that. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to... What do you do specifically to prepare for the holidays so that you aren't super stressed and you can enjoy the holidays? So this one's good. And this is when I did do a lot of gifts with everyone. I did this for sure. My mom is the queen of this. So Lindsay says, I start acquiring and hoarding gifts as early as August with the goal to be done by December 1st. That way I can actually enjoy the Christmas season in trees and not go to horribly crowded malls. This is probably the only example of my life where I'm not a procrastinator for something I dread, which I thought that last thing she wrote in parentheses was really interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the time, if someone's a procrastinator, they're there like Christmas Eve or the day before the birthday or whatever, you know? So I love that she does that. That my mom taught me to do this and it's huge. But the thing is funny is that she'll always ask us like, you know, in October, she'll be like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. mom, I don't know what I'm going to want in two months. Like it's almost too early. And then a lot of times now the retailers will only give you a 30 day return policy. Mm. That's right. My mom does the same thing. That's where I learned this one too. She starts in October too, but I think it's a great idea. It's so much less stressful. But she sometimes will be like, if she needs a prize or something for the kids, she starts digging into her Christmas presents. I'm like, Nene, that's not what this is supposed to be about. But I love this. The only thing I add in that's a little bit different is I keep a very strict budget. Because I'm buying so early, I'm not in a rush. I can focus on like whatever my number is. Like that's all I'm getting. And even if I find something else later, I'm like, I'm keep to that strict budget. And I think that that really helps with the stress level too, because I know this is how much I have and that's all I'm going to use, period. That is so smart. See, this is, I think we did an episode in the past about finances. This is where I really need help because I will be like, oh, look at this cool thing. I'll just get this too, you know? So that's Mm -hmm. why for me, I'm such an all or nothing person that just saying no gifts is so much easier for me. Oh yeah, totally. I like that. But one thing I do is, so this doesn't necessarily have to do with the holidays, although sometimes, like if I see something anytime throughout the year that I know is just like really perfect for someone, I will get it then. And then I'll decide if it's just a random gift or if it's a birthday gift or a Christmas. But I think that's so meaningful because who cares if it's April? You know, you might be traveling and you see this thing and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, Becca would love this. It's like, get it. Yeah. Totally. Totally. away. I think gifts anytime, especially when it's not like an expected gift, like a surprise gift can be even more meaningful than like a Christmas gift because Christmas is like the time when we give. But if you give somebody something like, you know, in the middle of March, they'll be like, ah, you were thinking about me. I think that can be a whole new level of connection in your relationship. Just like I was thinking about you. I thought of you when I saw this. So I like that too. Okay, let's look at the next one. So this one's from Kristen. She says, I just seriously don't stress. I enjoy giving. So I find a way to give. If I can't afford to give, I find a way to give smaller gifts. And then the next part's amazing. She says, I don't think my mom does well with this part. (laughs) So I love that. So that's the whole sticking to a budget. And if you're a giver, which I know Kristen, she is a giver that brings her joy to give others gifts. So if it's really important to you, but you're sticking to a budget, smaller gifts are just as meaningful as a big gift. So it's important to remember that when you're like 
allocating your budget for Christmas. <laughs> and you can integrate your hobbies to like, for me, one of the things I love is essential oils and I have so many and it doesn't cost me a lot to make little rollers or like last year I did bath wash and I did body scrub. And people love them. They were these awesome homemade gifts that were way better quality than something you'd buy at the store and cost me next to nothing to make. So I think you can get creative too. I mean, I know not everyone's a DIYer and you may not have time, but if you enjoy that, it's also a great way to kind of give a little bit of yourself too, right? Like this is something special that I made for you. Yeah. And exactly. Putting that time in shows like how much you care. And that makes me BTW. I love my doTERRA chapstick <laughs> that you, you do. <laughs> I know. Isn't it great? Their chapstick's no, the bomb. It's magic, dude. It's literal magic. Fiona loves it. So thank you. See, that was just a random in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I yeah, love it. That was a random gift. Yes. Hey Sparkers, it's Angela here. I wanted to tell you about an awesome tool that I have that's free for you that you can go get right now at AngelaWagner.com. It's a one-page PDF with five simple, actionable steps that you can actually take today to lower your stress levels. And so often when we get advice about lowering stress, it's a very long and complicated process. And of course, like the big work is, but I have for you five easy wins that you can literally do in a day that will lift off that top layer of overwhelm and stress. So go to my website, AngelaWagner.com. It's on the front page, a little button, grab my guide, and it'll go right to your inbox. Okay. So simple traditions. We snuggle up with a good holiday movie with a cup of hot cocoa. That sounds lovely. We also mm -hmm. spend time baking together to bring families together. When it comes to gifts, we prefer an experience or an item that is consumed. The kids also must go through their current toys to give away toys they no longer play with. We also love to grab an angel off the tree and let the kids pick what they want to buy as a way to teach them about giving. Well, there's a lot of goodness in that one. And that was from Jess. Oh, I man. love those traditions. So many goods. Yes, me too. And this is something I'm definitely trying with Fiona is making something for someone else because like we're all in the learning phase. She's a little sponge right now. So we're always making stuff in the kitchen. I love to cook and she loves to be in the kitchen mixing and stirring. And so I'm really trying to incorporate like making like a consumable item, making cookies, making muffins for people. And I love that tradition. Gives me the warm yeah. fuzzies. <laughs> All right. You ready for the next one? Yes. Okay. This one's from Emily. She said, several years ago, my mom and sister and I decided we were tired of buying each other useless junk, but we really love shopping. So we decided <laughs> what we would do is we would all go together, pick out angels from the angel tree and just go shopping together and buy gifts for those kids we picked. And they've been doing the same thing ever since then. They don't buy each other anything. So her and I were talking about consumerism here, but she was like, it's beautiful. It's not about buying gifts for each other anymore, stuff that we don't need, but instead they get this quality like family time together shopping and then they get to take, you know, someone who doesn't have as much and offer them those, whatever they're needing for the holidays. So that's like a win-win, like giving, you get time with your family. I love this. I, I, I'm going to mention this one to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a cool idea. We did a couple of years ago when we were still giving gifts to the adults, one year when we were really into simplifying and getting rid of crap. 
Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, only experiences. Like that's all we're buying everyone. But then the thing about that that was a little disappointing was like we gave some experiences that like we know are still they have not been used. Mm. And I know when you give a gift, like, but again, that made us just go, we probably just should stop giving gifts because like we spent this money and we know that it's a cool event, but you in two years still haven't made the effort to go, you know? And so totally, I can see that. Yeah. And and we don't want to have like bad energy around it. Like that's not the point. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but I do think experiences are awesome. And especially if you do like my mother-in-law always get the kids tickets to this Crayola experience and she gets them season passes. And so it's like 30 bucks for a season pass for the year. And we can go after school. We can go in the summer. I mean, we go all the time. It's right. It's right. Like 15 minutes from our house. And fun. yeah. And if we paid to go every time, it would be expensive. And so we don't even have to think about it. And so it's almost like it's free every time we go. I love that. We got one. My mom actually gave us an early Christmas present and she bought us a membership to the zoo. And I was like, oh, I just don't know if it's going to be worth it. But we have used the mess out of that. Fiona loves going to see the animals. And it to me, it feels like it's free because I get to park for free. I get to go in for free. And it has just been amazing. So I'm a huge fan of like buying membership type things. Like I'm, I'm even thinking about asking for a membership to the Perot Museum as one of her other gifts. Now that it's cooler, we can't like be at the zoo. I'm a big fan of those types of presents. I think are super meaningful. Yeah. And like, I just went to this branding workshop in Austin and I met some really cool people. One of the women, I'll post her website in the show notes. She owns a company called SipsBy, SipsBy.com. And it's a tea subscription. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you're like my soul sister. I freaking love tea. And you fill out this whole inner information sheet so that she gets, they get to know like what types of tea you like. And then they have all teas from like all different brands all over the world. And so they ship you, you know, whatever, they, however much each month. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, what a cool gift for someone who loves tea. My and gosh. then you're not like piling up a bunch of stuff you don't need. Oh yeah. That's a super fun one. Makes me think of Monica. <laughs> I know. I actually thought like literally when she gave me her card and I was looking on the website, I was like, I'll probably have to get this for Monica. <laughs> I'm actually on clean out my tea tour, whatever you want to call it. Like I have so much, it's insane. And so I told myself I'm not allowed to buy any more tea, but I'm going to just work it down and clean it out and drink it all. And then I'll get fresh stuff. So there you go. Now's the time to do it too, because it's starting to cool off outside. So you're going to be teeing it up. (laughs) I know. Well, so doTERRA came out with their holiday catalog and they always have these great things and you have to buy them like the day they come out, everything sells out. And I was like, okay, I'm on a budget. I'm not going to buy anything this year. And then I saw they had like two different types of tea that are like infused with their essential oils. And I was like, Oh, come on. Like, I cannot pass this up because it's, I mean, I've been in doTERRA maybe three years. I've never, they've never had it, you know, so it's definitely not something they'll have all the time. But anyway, (laughs) oh, see, this is where, this is where I need help, your help with sticking to the Uh financial rules. I, I have trouble. Ugh, we need to do a podcast on that one because that one that is definitely oh that one gets me all excited to talk about finances. <laughs> I know. I actually thought of well, I, I think we might have done one. I need to go back in the archives and look. But I remember I was thinking the other day, I was like, I need to call Nicole. I need a pep talk here. <laughs> I can talk you down from buying it. <laughs> you can. Oh my God. 
Okay. okay, let's see. Oh, I did have one more thing I wanted to throw in as a random holiday thing. I started last year a little tradition where we make little gift bags for our neighbors. And last year we did candy. This year I'm making, or Fiona and I are making, mini blueberry muffins. And we give them to not just to our neighbors, but we also give them to our mail lady mm-hmm. and we give them to the trash drivers. Like this Wednesday is her favorite day of the week because the trash truck comes through. And oh my gosh, if they do not stop and like wave and holler at her every time. So I've started doing like little goodie bags for them just to like show our appreciation to them. And I think that's also something to think about around the holiday times, just like saying thank you to people that normally don't get a thank you, not just for like taking care of our trash and stuff, but like literally making this little girl's day every week. (laughs) So that's just another little Nicole tidbit. (laughs) That is so funny. You said that because like Luke and Zoe are obsessed with the trash man. And (gasps) since he went to I don't know what it is. (laughs) I know. I I was the same way. I was like, I was going to go to Starbucks and get them gift cards because I was like, no one ever thinks about your trash man. But now it's kind of sad because Luke's going to kinder so early and then we take Zoe earlier. So we don't, they never see the trash man anymore. Oh man. It is literally, we'll be in the house brushing our teeth and we'll hear the trash truck coming and Fiona will just go trash truck, trash truck, trash truck. And like we take off running for the nearest window that we can get to if we can't get outside. It is the funniest thing. I know. Same with us. Sometimes they don't even have clothes on. I'm like, all right, people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't get how important the trash truck is. So for them like, to stop and take a moment is just super, super meaning. I wonder, I'm like, do they do this down the whole street? Are there kids outside running everywhere? Is it just at our they, house? There have to be. There has to be. I'm convinced. But <laughs> Okay. So our last one is, what are your favorite holiday rituals or traditions? So these are, these are keepers for some people. And Ashley wrote, I take all my Christmas dishes out on December 1st so I can enjoy them all month long. I think this is a big one. So if you have decorations or anything that you like to enjoy in the season, get them out as early as possible. Because I know I've had years where I've just been busy and I get stuff out late. And then it's like, it ends up feeling like I'm just like doing it to do it. And then by the time I start enjoying it, I have to put it away. So I do the same thing. Like we do the day after Thanksgiving, we put up all the Christmas stuff. And last year we didn't because I was sick and it was awful. Like everything just just didn't work the same. So I'm with you, Ashley. I love that one. Uh, the next one's from Alice. Every year I do a Friendsgiving. Oh, giving thanks to the chosen family. I love this one. I think that's a super non-traditional one that's becoming more traditional. And I think it's super. I think everyone should try to do that one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And we have really good friends that have done it for years and they just sold their house and they're in a rental and they're not having it this year. And I'm literally like depressed about it. <laughs> I think it's neat. I love that she called it the chosen family too. I think yeah. it's a way to honor the people who are with you every day. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really cool. Amy says they adopt a family every year. We're keeping this one for life. That's so sweet. That is. All right. From Allison, my friends here in DC do a secret Santa exchange, usually in January. Love that you change it up. doesn't have to be in December. That's another rule we don't have to follow. So after the other events are over, we have a night of wine and heavy apps. We catch up, we laugh a lot and exchange gifts. Over the years, gifts are more likely to be events, tickets to a show at the Kennedy Center kind of thing. And I don't need to worry about what to buy their husbands for Christmas. That is fantastic. Oh, I love it. This actually just reminded me when I don't have it on the list, but I started a tradition, I think two or three years ago. I don't, you'll have to tell me if you were at the studio at the time. I don't think so. So we do an annual summit for my whole staff uh, in January. It's about 20 people. And 
we started, and again, this is the year of Angela and John like minimizing everything. So I called it crap exchange and everyone brought a gift. The, the rule was like, you couldn't buy anything. It had to be something in your house. Ideally a gift you got that you didn't want, <laughs> which made it really funny. But if you didn't have that, you could like just take something from your house you didn't want. And I'm telling you, the stuff people got was hilarious. So it was just a I, fun thing. I remember I was there for the very first one, I think, the very first one you did. And it was hilarious that people get these kinds of gifts. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I know. I there was one that Christopher got. I can't remember what it was, but it was it was so it was with a cat. I remember there was a cat one. <laughs> like a weird cat. I can't even describe it. Like there I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean it was just a great giggle. And then we all like there were still some things that people ended up wanting and exchanging, which was great. And then we just put everything in the donation pile. And we all brought it over to Genesis Shelter. So, okay, let's see. We all watch White Christmas at some point every year, sometimes twice, usually while decorating the tree. We always decorate the tree the weekend after Thanksgiving. And I love decorating the tree and staring at it all December. A newer tradition that I love is my husband and I make sugar cookies. He does the hard work and I supervise decorating. And that's from Lindsay. <laughs> I love that one. That's another one putting the decorations up early so you can enjoy them the whole month. Good idea. I love that. Lori says puzzles, a must to bring us all together to just chat. That is a fantastic idea because puzzles put you like right there on top of each other. I love puzzles. I can't wait for Fiona to be old enough to have the dexterity to do puzzles because we love puzzles. When we go on vacation, when it was just me and Vic, we would literally bust out the puzzles at the Airbnb. I was like, we are those people. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I've never been a puzzle person, but John's family, the Wagners are very into puzzles. And so it's funny when someone wrote this one in, I was like, oh yeah, my in-laws. So that that's one of their things. And it is great. I've had to kind of shift into loving it because at first I was like, there's a lot of pieces there. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at the end goal instead of the whole process. Like you got to enjoy the process of it. Well, they do serve excellent wine. So as long as I have a good glass of wine, I'm up for it. Word. <laughs> okay. So right. we've got decorating, Christmas music, Christmas china, advent calendars, and so much more. Roasting marshmallows, chocolate by the fire. Those all sound really lovely. Love those. Definitely stealing. Now that we have a fireplace that actually works, I'm going to do roasting marshmallows by the fire. <laughs> we had a pretend fireplace in Dallas. Like it, was, it wasn't real. We kind of do too. Well, ours actually is supposed to work, but we're kind of terrified to try it because <laughs> a lot of stuff in our house was not wired properly and is very dangerous. And so we've all decided we're not going to go there. We're just going to look at it. Um, okay. The yeah. next one is... She loves Christmas breakfast and Christmas Eve dinner and they play dominoes and they get to open one gift. I think that's super cool too, to do like one special gift on Christmas Eve the day before all the chaos happens. We do that with my grandma. She likes to do a little special Christmas Eve tradition. And my family is all about playing games like cards and board games. Uh, so I think dominoes is a super fun way to bring everybody together. We've just been waiting on the kids to get old enough to participate. <laughs> To where they don't drive you crazy. Yeah, for sure. So I had a wine tasting party for probably like 10 years. That was one of my big traditions. I mean, I started it when I first moved to Dallas and we rented out like the little 
room they have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like meeting room or something. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of the name, but for like 50 bucks. And so we did that. And my friends would like fly in. I have pictures of like all years. It was like a big, big tradition. Everyone loved it. And then I moved to my condo and did it. And then we did it here at the house. And then we had kids. (laughs) It sort of changes things about the holiday. Yeah. (laughs) So it actually shifted it to, I love to entertain. So that's part of the reason that I always feel like I want to have a party, but it's been a little tougher the last few years just with being busy and stuff and me not feeling well. So we did, I switched it to milk and cookies so that we could have kids. And then my mom, my mom bakes about 25 different types of homemade cookies, a lot of them Italian, that people Because she's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, people freak out about this. And so we just had people over. And it's funny, we didn't do it last year. One of my friends the other day was like, are you doing milk and cookies this year? Because I really think you should. (laughs) I mean, yes. I love that idea. I love when, when you see that your tradition that you've created or that you're a part of is so important to other people. Like our friends that do Friendsgiving, like we don't do it, but we go and it's like really meaningful for us, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. Next one is we love to head out to pick out our Christmas tree right after Thanksgiving lunch. We go out to the farm. We walk around for a while in search of the perfect one. I love that. We also love to watch tons of holiday movies, drive around and look at holiday directions. And of course, waking the kids up with Christmas music is a must. I love seeing everyone's tradition this time of year. The feeling of giving and generosity is something that I wish we saw year round. And that's from Jess. There's so many good things in that one. Let me tell you about the Christmas tree farm she's talking about. This is where we're from, where I'm from in the middle of nowhere, East Texas. There is a beautiful Christmas tree farm and everybody from around there goes out there and it's just a big tradition to find your tree and it's like you take the whole family and you look for it and there's a petting zoo and it is magical and that is one of my fondest memories is going out there after we eat Thanksgiving lunch and going and pick it out a tree. I love it. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. So I've always had fake trees. You can get a real tree that early. Yes, you totally can. It's my mom who loves decorating and all things. This is her favorite thing about Christmas is going to get a big fluffy tree and she can't wait to get it in her house. And then she only puts like lights on it. She just likes it to light up and then a few little bitty ornaments. And then you have to water it every single day and you have to sweep. I mean, it sheds or starts losing little needles, but the smell that it brings is worth it. And I kid you not, you will like walk by and my mom will just be sitting in the couch staring at that Christmas tree. And it's just magical. It's a lot of work, but if it's meaningful, I mean, it literally, it makes her day. So she gets hers early and it'll make it all the way to Christmas most of the time. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I've, Mm -hmm. I've had a cat. Well, I had a cat for 19 years. So a tree, a real tree was not an option. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it so. can be interesting with, an, <laughs> with, and it's interesting with little people too. So we've kind of have to put like a boundary around it of presents to keep the little ones out from underneath it. But it's very important to her and she loves it. <laughs> That's nice. We have just a couple more. So our only real ritual now is getting a live tree and decorating it while listening to Christmas music. So obviously this is a big one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Every vacation we go on, we always get a Christmas ornament or a souvenir. So it's always fun reminiscing while decorating. We start listening to Christmas music daily and put up our tree the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's Emily. So that's funny. Like we used to do that all the time too, is when we go on a trip, we'd always get a Christmas ornament Mm -hmm. and we don't do that as much anymore. Once in a while we do. 
But our tree is like overloaded with, we just have too many ornaments. So we had to kind of declutter that situation. But it is neat because John and I will be like, oh, this is from Hawaii, from our honeymoon. And, you know, I imagine as the kids get older, we'll probably start doing it more. Yeah, it's like a trip down memory lane. So I have to ask, are you a Christmas music person? Do you start listening to Christmas music like early or do you wait? Are you a Christmas music lover? I feel like that is a hot topic <laughs> around the, it's a that hot topic. I used to be a huge Christmas music lover. I, I'm telling you, in my older age, once I turned 40, things shifted. There are a few albums that I have. I laugh because they're like CDs, but I think they're, <laughs> they're downloaded somewhere on my iTunes. That I do enjoy, but I sometimes forget to pull those out. But I kind of get sick of it just because it's everywhere. John can't stand it because he works at a golf tech and they play it 24 mm-hmm. 7. So he's, he's in the health center and he just wants to shoot his brains out by the end of the. Uh huh. That's how Vic and Caleb are the same way. They just hear it so much. They're like, you're not allowed to play it until December 1st, Nicole. <laughs> And But I love Christmas music. I don't know why, but there's something about it. I just, I like wait for it to come and I get so amped. Even I had a yogi, Brittany, who from the studio, she made me a playlist and I will jam the mess out of that until the point where Vic is like, if you play that one more time, I'm going to throw it out the window. <laughs> so I think you're either one of two parties. You either love it or you just can't stand it after a little while. Yeah, I'm a small doses fan. Yeah, I don't really play it for myself as much. But like if we're decorating the tree or doing something specific, and again, it's different with the kids because I don't necessarily have, I don't say I don't have a choice, but I want them to be able to enjoy it. And they love, they love, I mean, Frosty and Rudolph and all that. So, you know, I'll have to get used to it again. (laughs) (laughs) I hear the enthusiasm. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Again, as long as there's wine involved, I'll be fine. No, There you go. (laughs) Sort of kidding. So our big tradition, as I mentioned, is that my mom makes all these cookies. And so when I was in, right after college, I picked up that tradition. And I think the most I ever made one year was like 15 kinds. And I remember it being in my tiny little condo kitchen and making them. And then I did what my mom does. So she'll just make these huge, you know, huge plates up and everybody gets them like the UPS guy, the friends, the massage therapist, like everyone and every, every, and literally people are like, to this day, like Marie's cookies, where are Marie's cookies? So it's kind of a neat thing, but that is one thing I gave up because when I started to have my gluten issue, I tried so hard to make a lot of these gluten-free and it was just not successful. And I just kind of lost the excitement and passion for it. And so my mom still does it and she makes my favorites gluten-free. And so it's great because she can make them and I can eat them. (laughs) There you go. And Marie is gifted in all things in the kitchen. Like she just is. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. She's an Italian mom, so she's got the cooking and baking down for sure. Ugh, I'm so jealous. I learn and learn and learn how to do all this healthy cooking, and but it's still, Marie is on a whole nother level. <laughs> I love it. Well, hopefully this was helpful for you guys just to get some ideas rolling. And, you know, as we talk with a lot of things, just being aware and planning for it doesn't mean you have to plan every little step, but that is so helpful to relieving your stress in any situation where you can like kind of just make a list 
And, you know, I think my mom even has like a list of like, these are the things I do for Christmas and when I do them, which I've never done and I've always wanted to. And I probably maybe should start this year because I think that's helpful to kind of be able to look at your calendar and go, okay, if I'm going to order Christmas cards, you know, we need to get the pictures picked out by this date and get the list ready or whatever it is that you're going to do, you know? Yeah. And I think also once you have that kind of list structured, go through and make sure and do it every year, like check, do I really want to do that? Do I enjoy doing that? Or is this time to let this one go? And you can just mark it out and be like, it's not for me this year. Not that you can never not bring it back again, but just right now is just not the right time for it. I think it's important to reevaluate every year because it just depends on the season of life you're in. And as the older I get, the more I say that, like I used to think my mom was silly saying the season of life I'm in, but I say it all the time now. So I guess it really just, as you get older, it just kind of changes, but give yourself permission to just like right now, it's just not it. Maybe another time we'll keep going. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really important. So you want to take out all the shoulds and and obviously some of this you have to discuss with other family members and whoever else is involved, but being intentional about your decisions can just make everything more fun. And then you could really focus on, again, the whole point of the holidays, right? Like what is the whole point? So for some people it's religious, for some people it's family, for some people it's giving, like there's, you know, or it could be a combination, but it's like, if you can get really clear on your why, why do I celebrate the holiday? Then you'll make decisions differently, I think. I think so too. Man, I'm going to write that one down as a journal topic. <laughs> that was that was deep. <laughs> I like that one. Save that one for social media clip because that's something you don't necessarily think about of like, why? Like, why am I celebrating the holiday? Why is this important to me? And then literally everything that I do is going to go towards filling that bucket because we talked about that <laughs> recently. I like that though. That makes it make more sense for me. I love it. Well, I think that's it for us today. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really does help us out because people, it's hard to find podcasts. So please spread the word. We would so, so, so appreciate it. You can find the show notes at AngelaWagner.com. Any of the resources that we talked about or websites, like we'll look up the Pinterest fail. We'll have those linked for you. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Angela Wagner. And Nicole, where can they find you? On Facebook and Instagram at Nicole.Esquino, E-S-Q-U-I-N-O. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.